Hello and welcome to the Meditation Mama podcast, a collection of guided meditations for expectant mothers created just for you during this wild and ever-changing time of your life. I'm Kelly and today I'll be leading you through your practice. So go ahead, get comfortable, settle in, and let's meditate. Hello, my mamas. Surprise! I'm back in your feed. Um, I hope that you are doing well and that you're feeling well. And if you are currently pregnant, that you are just feeling like a million bucks. (laughs) Or at the very least, that you are hanging in there because pregnancy is hard and it is no joke. And no matter where you are, I hope that you are doing amazing. So it's been a while since I posted on this feed and I just wanted to add a few more, just some extra episodes now that I've had my little guy here in my life for a little bit and I'm a little bit removed from like that newborn stage and I've kind of just been thinking a little bit more about like what I wish I would have had like during pregnancy and also early on um, in motherhood in that very kind of like beginning time. So little baby pork chop, um, his name is James. He just turned five months old, like just turned five months old. And I've been getting a lot of questions about motherhood and pregnancy and delivery and just all the things. And so I thought I would just address it all here in this episode. Um, It's episode that I'm calling Reflections on Motherhood, um, but I'm really just organically sharing my thoughts and my experiences. And like, I'll give some advice, but I'm not trying to give too much because one of my, I guess, points of advice is to like not really listen to advice. This is more just the kind of stuff that I Like if I could go back in time and like tell my pregnant self things about like just like the whole process of like birth and being a new mom and having a newborn and things like that. Um, And so these are just kind of my own personal thoughts. And I know that um, towards the end of my pregnancy and I was really starting to feel like nervous about his arrival and just this huge change in life. And I found that, you know, listening to new recent moms for me was really helpful. And so my hope is just sharing um, some of these thoughts with you will hopefully be helpful as well but of course like these are just my personal thoughts and you know I I just encourage you to listen with an open mind but if something resonates with you or is helpful to you great keep it if something doesn't resonate with you or you don't necessarily share the same opinion that is totally fine we are all different Our journeys are different. Our babies are different. Our lives are different. And that is all 100% okay. In fact, you'll hear me talk a little bit more in the episode about how important it is to just kind of trust your gut and to make decisions that feel right for you and your family and your baby and that only you can really know what that is. So that's kind of my disclaimer there um, is, you know, just take what sounds right what resonates and you can leave the rest and hopefully you find some of this to be helpful so we're going to kind of I guess start chronologically I suppose Um, and we're going to start with just like birth and um, delivery and all of that so and I am not going to be sharing my birth story Um, that's something that just that whole experience um, and the details of it and everything I just, it's just important to me that 
that that's something that was just kind of like this special time and moment that's sacred and is just kind of between me and my husband and baby James and that it's something that um, that I just want to keep to myself. And I think that's okay. So I won't be sharing my birth story. Um, but at least when I was pregnant, I know that there was like an abundance of women um, that, you know, wanted to share their birth stories and, and would tell me their birth stories. And I think that it is important to you that you kind of decide whether or not that's helpful for you. And if it's not helpful, um, that you can kind of tell women that, you know, hearing their birth stories, either if it like makes you nervous or doesn't, you know, make you feel good about the process that, you know, you can speak up for yourself and, and let people know. But also um, that if, you know, if, if you want to hear these stories, um, that you definitely, you know, I, I know a lot of women that um, are happy to share their birth stories. And so, so yeah, so that's that. Um, I'm personally choosing not to share mine. And it's just something that's kind of like special that I want to just kind of keep in my heart and in my memory. But Without going into the details of my personal birth story, there are some things that I kind of wish I could have gone back and um, told myself about this process. So the first thing is to try to not be like too set on one particular birth plan. So I know that this is super hard and sometimes, you know, it's really hard not to have something like specific and to want your birth to go like one way and to have like three laminated copies of this plan and that you want it to go according to like your 18 item list. And for me, that was hard because I find like lists are a really great way for me personally to like keep my anxiety at bay. I like to know like what to expect. I like to be organized and all of that. And, and honestly, when it comes to birth, um, and this is not just from my personal experience. It's also my my husband is um, a doctor. And when he did some rotations through like, you know, OB and things like that, um, he kind of said the same thing that that honestly, it's it's not your birth plan. It's your baby's birth plan. Um, and they, you know, he or she or they or whatever it is, um, your baby's going to come the way that that they want to come, when they want to come, how they want to come. And it, it's really, really hard. Um, but it's I personally found that not having like a super, super strict birth plan um, to be really helpful because I felt like if I had something in my mind, a way that I wanted it to go, and even though I'm not sharing the details of my birth plan, it, it definitely like it didn't necessarily go the way that if I could have, you know, had my ideal birth uh, or all my preferences, like the, the one that I had wasn't that. Um, but in my head, like my personal birth plan, and this might kind of sound like a joke, but I was serious when they'd be like, okay, what's your birth plan? And I was like, honestly, I just like, I don't want anyone to die. And I want to come in like with, you know, two humans in one body. And I want to leave two humans with like two bodies and, and that's it. And that's my plan. And then, and then I did share, you know, some preferences, like ideally I would like to do this instead of that. Um, but I tried to keep an open mind and remember that it was also kind of like James's birth plan and he was going to come out, you know, the way that he was going to come out and, um, and that I, you know, I had to kind of let go of some of that control. And so for me, not having like a super, super specific birth plan and just keeping an open mind of being like, you know, I, I this is one thing I can't really control. Um, that kind of helped me because I felt like I would have just set myself up for disappointment if I wanted like one specific thing and that didn't happen. 
Um, hopefully your birth, it goes exactly according to plan and it's exactly what you wanted. Um, but just in case it doesn't like just, you know, keeping in mind that maybe, you know, baby or your body had a slightly different plan for you than like what you had in your mind and, and that that's a possibility and that, and that that's okay. And that it's also okay to feel however you want to feel about your birth, um, whether it wasn't quite the experience that you wanted or whether it was just like an amazing experience or somewhere in between. Like like your experience is just your experience and, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. However you want to feel about it, that's all, you know, that's all okay. Um, something else when I think back on like birth and delivery, I would have just told myself and reaffirmed like just trust your team and trust your gut. And so I felt really good about the team that I was working with, like my care team um, and, you know, like the doctors that were delivering for me. And I felt really good about them. And I also like really had to trust my gut. And so I would remind myself that, you know, you can always say no and you can always say yes. Like it's my body it's my delivery. It's, you know, it's my baby. And it's okay to speak up for yourself. And, you know, don't be afraid to speak up and don't be afraid to, you know, tell people what you need and don't be afraid to be your own advocate. Like, like no one knows exactly what you're experiencing in that moment. And like that time of birth, like that is like your moment and your time. And, you know, if, if there's something that you need, don't be afraid to ask for it. But also if there's something that you that you don't need or you don't want, don't be afraid to say that either. Like I remember there is one point in my birth where I really like I didn't I really didn't want a lot of people around. Um, I was just feeling, you know, really kind of like exposed. And I just I kind of felt I was just like, you know, I just I need a, a you know, a few less eyes on me right now. And no one would have known that I was feeling that way if I wouldn't have spoke up and just asked like, hey, if, if there's anyone in here or, you know, like, is there anyone in here that doesn't like need to be here? Um, you know, I, I'm kind of getting overwhelmed by like the amount of people in here. Like, can we kind of get rid of some of the people in here? And it felt really empowering in that moment. And it felt really good to like speak up for what I needed at that time. And, and they did it. It was no problem. And they were like, yep, like, you know, there's a lot of people in here that don't necessarily need to be in here. Um, and so they kind of, you know, whittled it down a little bit for me. And, and it made me feel not only supported by the people around me and kind of create that rapport between me and, you know, the delivery nurses and all of that um, of kind of like clear communication, but it also made me feel really good and empowered and kind of like, you know, that I was taking charge of like that moment and my body and um, speaking up for what I needed and that and that felt really good. So don't be afraid to do that for yourself if there's something you want or something you need or something that you don't need. Like they can't read your mind, um, whoever is, you know, delivering your baby and or what wherever you are, any of that. Um, and so, you know, don't be afraid to to speak up for that and to be your own advocate, especially when it comes to like your body. Um, so, yeah, so that's definitely a big one. Um, something, you know, I would probably tell myself, you know, I was so worried about what was it going to be like and what was it going to feel like and, you know, what would the experience be? And, and I would probably just tell myself that, you know, this, this will be one of the hardest things that you will ever do, but you can do it and you will do it and it will happen the way that it is supposed to happen. And just, you know, trust your gut, trust whatever it is, you know, if, if you 
believe in any kind of a higher power or the universe or nothing, like whatever it is that you believe, like just trust that it's going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen, even if it wasn't necessarily like your first preference or your first choice. Um, But I would just remind myself like, yes, this will be one of the hardest things you've ever done, but you're going to do it and you can do it and you will do it. And I think I would have found a lot of peace in like hearing that from my future self of like, it will be so hard, um, but it's temporary and you'll do it. And and when you're done, you will feel like, like I have this whole new perspective now of like what tough really is, but also of like my own strength and my own resilience, which has really been like incredible. And then try to, you know, just just try your best to trust that it's happening the way that that it's supposed to. Um, and if it makes you feel better, like you can ask friends about their experience um, or if, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like I kind of felt like after taking a lot of birth classes and stuff, there are some things I was like, wow, I kind of wish I knew. I wish I didn't know that like that was something that could happen. Um, but, you know, just do what feels right to you. And then finally, um, document all that you want to know. Um, and the reason that I say this, and this actually goes into my, I guess, number two point, which is document everything. You'll be grateful later. So I actually, I don't remember a lot of my birth. Um, I think, I don't know if I necessarily like like blocked it out. And it's not like anything like that traumatic happened. Um, but like, it's almost... I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't really remember it that much, but I'm starting to now that I'm getting like farther away from it. I'm I can remember it a little bit more. I think when I was just like so close to it, um, my mind kind of just like blocked it out a little bit. And I feel that way, too, about like when James was like a newborn, newborn, like those first like couple of months, they honestly are like a blur. I do not remember them. And it it truly kind of feels like sometimes like I have amnesia. And I am so grateful that like, I took a ton of pictures and I have a lot of like videos of him at that time, because I almost have to like, jog my memory. And I know I know part of this is actually like, hormones and you know they call it like mom brain but because of your hormones and also like your sleep deprivation and you aren't really on a schedule um and you're just kind of living like hour to hour with this new little human like that's part of the reason why you don't like really remember these things because there's no routine but now like if I would go back I probably would even tell myself to like document more and I'd be like Kelly like document like your birth and, you know, if you want, document your birth and those first few months with him as if, like, you are never going to remember them. And it's not that I don't remember any of it, but there's just, like, I don't have the same memory that, like, my husband has of these times. And I'm really grateful now that I have a lot of, like, pictures and videos. And it's almost, like, mind-blowing, like, now that he's already, like, five months and, like, he just, like, sat up on his own for a few seconds for the first time and, like, just all sorts of stuff. It's, like, he seems so big and, like, old already that I have to, like, look back at those old videos and be, like, oh, my gosh, that's right. Like, he was – like, that's how little he was. So document everything. You'll be grateful for it later. And I also apply that same thing. Like, if you do want to remember, like, what your birth was like or that experience those first few days, um, document that as well because – it may take a little bit of time for the pieces to kind of fall back in, um, especially if you're, you know, you have like a really intense or long um, labor and delivery or one that, you know, didn't quite go as planned or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. And then 
Uh, I think that, yeah, that, that second point, I kind of just touched on it, like document everything. You'll be grateful for it later. Um, take pictures like, you know, it's so hard to believe like when you're in the moment that you're not going to remember everything because it all feels so special in the moment, but like you do kind of forget it because there's just so much going on. So, so take those pictures and those videos, even if it seems like it's overkill, like you'll be grateful for them later. Um, my third thought, my third reflection on motherhood is remember that you and baby will be in the fourth trimester for the first three months. So treat yourself and let others treat you and your baby accordingly. So you've probably heard of the fourth trimester. Um, it's like the first three months of baby's life. But this is also a really sacred time for you too. And I remember thinking about the fourth trimester a lot, like in terms of how it related to James and, you know, him being so little and being such a, you know, a newborn and, and needing so much. But I also, I wish I could have gone back and reminded myself during that time that like, this is a really special, sacred, like important time for me too. And, you know, and for mom and not only is like baby growing and, you know, resting and and developing and, you know, going through these huge changes. But like, so is your body. And so so is mom. And and sometimes it's like, you know, we treat pregnant women with like so much care. And we're so gentle. And, you know, we, we treat the you know, we like coddle them all the time. And, you know, act like they're these little kind of like dainty little, you know, glass figurines. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, as soon as the baby comes out, it's like, okay, great, the baby's out. Like, here you go, like, get back on your feet. It's time to, like, snap back, like, chop, chop, let's go. And, and like, no, 100%, like, no, don't fall for that baloney. Like, just like your baby, this, like, fourth trimester time, these first few months of postpartum, like, we should be, and this is just, like, we in general as a society, we should be just as, like, gentle and um, accommodating and thoughtful, like, to a woman in the fourth trimester just as much as we are, you know, a woman when she's pregnant. But we have to also do that for ourselves, too, and to remember that, like, your body is changing and it's going back and it, it will go back. I was so worried about this. And I'm not talking about like snapping back or weight loss or whatever it is. Like just like at first after you give birth and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like like it just everything just like feels crazy. And, you know, it, it's just I don't know. I don't even really know how to describe it. And you think like, oh, my gosh, like, will you know, will my uterus ever shrink back down? Like it's hard to think that you know, at some point you'll start to feel kind of like you did before you were pregnant. Um, but you do and it does. And, you know, but it just it takes time and just be gentle with yourself and, you know, treat yourself just with that soft way and that nurturing way. And remember that like a well cared for mom leads to a well cared for baby. And I'm not saying like, you know, people will tell you things you know like oh we'll just try to sleep when the baby sleeps which I don't know that may work for some people that didn't work for us because James just likes to take like these little cat naps um and also like just sleeping in like chunks during the day still does not replace like an actual like night of sleep or you know or people are like oh you know try to relax try to do this and that and like I used to get really annoyed at people saying that because it's like that's easier said than done so I'm not always necessarily talking about that I just mean like just be like a little kinder to yourself. Like if you're, you know, if you're feeling hungry, eat, 
if you are, you know, if if you need help, ask for help. Like if you need a break, you don't have to like I, I remember it seems so profound when someone was like, Kelly, like you don't have to like ask for permission, be like, hey, can and I'm talking like, you know, you don't have to like ask your husband, be like, hey, do you mind watching the baby for like five minutes so that I can take a shower? They're like, Kelly, you don't have to do that. Like this is both your guys' baby. Like he would just go if he needs a shower, he's gonna go take a shower. So like you can do the same thing too. And and just like being gentle and kind to yourself and again advocating for yourself and yeah, just like being sweet and gentle and nurturing to you, just like you would, you know, your baby during this time, because there's so much going on in your body. So remember that you're also in that fourth trimester time too. And just as best you can you know, try to take care of yourself, let yourself be taken care of by others. And then also try to enjoy like the sweet moments. Um, And, and don't listen to that. Just, you know, I'll say baloney. I won't say the words I actually want to say, because I don't want to have to like mark this episode as explicit. Um, But you can imagine the words that I would like to say. But the whole like snapping back or bouncing back or like, you know, every time someone sees you like commenting on your body that like just that's noise. That is noise. Drown it out as best as you can. Like you literally just created a miracle and gave birth to it in your body. Like just you just have to be patient and kind with your body and it'll, you know, it'll change and find its equilibrium again the way that that it's supposed to. So as best you can. Remember, you are in that fourth trimester as well. Um, so the next point is you know what's best for you, your baby, and your family. So this is a big one that that I've, you know, my friends have been reminding me of this. Um, and I'm going to talk about the importance of, like, those new mom friends in a moment. Um, but other than, like, this is one of the biggest ones other than, you know, rem- if I could go back and remind myself, like, hey, like, this fourth trimester time, it's not just about, like, your fragile baby. Like, it's also about, like, you too and you kind of being fragile and needing that time to like rest and grow and develop and change and all of that um but so you know it's best for you your baby and your family so and then I put the rest is just noise here in my little note and and really this is one like people will just you know if you're pregnant right now you know exactly what I'm describing like where people just always want to give their two cents give advice you know this or that whatever and it's like it gets really overwhelming it gets by the end it gets just so annoying and and really like you are the only one that can truly know what's best for you and your family and your baby and people will try to give you you know opinions or advice or you know try to you know help you I say help in like quotations with everything and but at the end of the day, like you will know what's best for you and what is best for your baby. And you just have to make the decisions that are right for you and your family. And and if you can try to hit the mute button on the rest, which, again, easier said than done, um, you know, because people everyone else is just making the best decisions for them and their family and their baby. So sometimes they believe that, like, because it was the right decision for them, it's the right decision for everybody. And that's not necessarily, you know, the case. And I've been there. I've had those late nights where I go down the internet rabbit hole trying to make some decision. And it's like one person says, you know, do this. This is the best choice for your baby. And then literally I click another article and that person will be like, don't do that. That's a horrible choice for your baby. You're going to, like, traumatize them or something. And and like I really, really struggled with this 
um, when I was breastfeeding or I was trying to figure out breastfeeding. Um, basically, and I, I don't know, this is something that like I didn't put it on here, but I guess it could be, which is just like breastfeeding is hard. It's really hard. And I wasn't really prepared for that. And just remember that like a fed baby is a happy baby. Um, but basically, like when James <clears throat> when James was, you know, little and he was in the hospital, um, we had to start supplementing some of his fluids um, by giving him like a bottle in the hospital. And um yeah, that's like the skinny of the story. But so he started taking bottles right away. And then he basically then never really um, learned to like breastfeed and like latch on or like learn how to actually like breastfeed. And and like I struggled so much. with, And I am telling you this just like from mom to mom or like, I don't know, just woman to woman. Like I cried about him not latching on and me feeling like I was just like, a failure. I probably cried about this at least once a day, like probably more than once a day. And I, I watched all of these like YouTube videos and met with lactation consultants and, you know, OBs and pediatricians and like everyone and everything and like asked everyone and like got all in this input and everyone said something different. And I just, I just, it was really, really rough. Like, I don't even know how it was so hard for me and I I can't speak for any other woman's experience but for me like not like really struggling with like breastfeeding and ultimately I had to do what was best for me and my mental health and my baby and my family and that ended up meaning that I was going to have to exclusively pump Um, and I do I do still do that and it was a really hard decision to make and mostly because like I didn't have that ability yet to kind of like filter out the noise. And so I just go down these rabbit holes. I'd be Googling things and people would say, oh, don't exclusively pump. Like you're going to lose your supply, but you know, whatever. All of this stuff. And like I just was, I was not in a good place. It was really, really impacting my mental health and my well-being, like this whole just like breastfeeding thing. And like, you know, and everyone was like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? What about a lactation consultant? And and by the end, I just wanted to scream, like, I've literally tried everything. Like, this is so, so hard for me. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And eventually, I just had to decide, like, like, like this is it. I have to make the decision that's right for me and my family. And and for me personally, that meant, you know, exclusively pumping. Um, It just – it was just – so like I was crying all the time and frustrated like he was crying all the time and frustrated like it just was the right decision for us but when I went online and you know I looked up all the pros and the cons and this and like it it was a mess and it was kind of a nightmare and I I wish I could have gone back and just told myself and been like Kelly like it's really it's it's really okay and I mean now he's five months old I mean he's he's great and he's thriving and he's healthy and he's just like the happiest fattest like you know, most smiling like baby boy ever. Um, but I really, really, really had to learn how to tune out the noise because especially when it comes to things like breastfeeding, um, <clears throat> those of you that are listening and like this is your first child, you'll learn this soon enough. And there's so many different reasons, whether it's like you do breastfeed and it goes great, like, or you don't, or you don't want to, or you can't or whatever it is. Like people really like to give you a lot of opinions about just like your boobs and how to like feed your baby <clears throat> and um you have to just do what's best for you and your family and only you can know what that is and just you know t- listen to your gut talk to you know professionals and 
and just make the decision that feels right to you. And this was when I really discovered like that mom guilt and also mom shame was like a very, very real thing. And I'm here to tell you, like, and this is something I would have told myself, like, don't ever let another person tell you that, like, you're not doing a good job at being a mom or that a decision that you made was wrong because it's not the one that they made for their child. Like, if you did your research and you talked about it with your partner, your doctor, a professional, your spouse, you know, you you listened to your intuition and then you went with what seemed like the best decision – then that was absolutely the best decision. And no one else can or should tell you otherwise, like even another mom, unfortunately. And sometimes, like I said, like, you know, sometimes people think that because the decision that they made for their child was the right one for them, that it must be the right for all children. And that's just not the case. Like you, as this little human's mom, like you just have to make the decisions that feel right for you and your family. So that, um, you know, and, and if you are really struggling, I would say, especially with like the breastfeeding stuff, I felt I was really just like ashamed and like struggled and just was so upset by all of this and felt like a failure. Like I can't even like feed my own kid. It was this whole like now looking back on it and remembering it, I'm just like, wow, like that really like that really put me in just a rough place. And I finally it took me too long, but I finally started like reaching out to my friends and just being like. Did anyone else struggle with this? Like, I just, I'm just having a hard time. You know, and I kind of put, just put out, you know, the text and the mom group text being like, help. Like, what do I do? I just feel horrible. And I, I mean, maybe of like all the mom friends that I, I mean, you know, not that I have like that many friends, but like of all the women that I know that had kids that I asked, I think maybe like one of them was like, oh, yeah, like we kind of, you know, they just sort of like figured out breastfeeding right away. And like every other woman had something of being like, yes, totally. Like I struggled with this. Like that was so hard or, you know, I had to do this or I actually couldn't breastfeed or whatever it is. And like it took me too long to reach out to my friends and to be like, I'm struggling. Like help. Does anyone else struggle with this? I just need some love and support. Like that took me too long. And once I finally did it, I was like, wow, okay, like, I'm not the only one that feels this way or the only one that struggles, like, especially with, like, breastfeeding. And so just, you know, just keep that in mind once you have your little one. Like, if that's something you're struggling with, it's so common and you just have to do what's, like, what's right for you and what's right for baby. And and at the end of the day, like, a baby that's fed um, is is a happy baby and, and a mom that's, like, well cared for, um, you know, and that isn't, like, crying, like, five times a day because of you know, her boobs, you know, that's, I don't know, you get the point. So, um, and then my next point, uh, this leads into the next one. So ask for help, check in often, you are not alone, seek out other mom friends, and also therapy can be your friend. So this honestly is how I got through like my really, really tough times. You just heard me talk about it. Um, Call, text, email, carrier pigeon like send a plane over their house I don't care like reach out to your other new mom friends find support with groups that are just made of like new moms reach out to the women that you were pregnant with or the women you went to prenatal yoga with um or your prenatal yoga studio if you had one like anyone new moms and I'm talking like the moms that have babies like that are maybe like two and under. So it's so fresh in their mind. Like they remember what this is like. And they honestly, they give the best advice if you need it. And they also give the best support if you need it because they just went through it. And, you know, I'll never forget going back to, you know, this whole issue and struggle that I was having like with breastfeeding. Like 
and this is why I say it took me way too long. I just, oh, just for weeks, I just tore myself up inside about this. And finally, just like in a night of desperation, I, you know, sent out that group text or whatever. And I will never forget, I had a friend and she just responded and she was like, Kelly, when James goes to kindergarten and all those other kindergartners are there, no one will be able to look at the class and say, oh, that kid was breastfed. Oh, that kid was bottle fed. Oh, that kid was bottle fed express milk. Oh, that kid got formula. Oh, that kid got a, a hybrid. Oh, that kid got donor milk. She was like, you know what? They're, you're just going to go and James will look around and his teacher will look around and it'll just be a bunch of five-year-olds in that classroom and you will not know who was fed what and uh, they'll all be good. And I don't know what it, maybe that, you know, doesn't sound that profound to all of you, but for some reason in that moment, I just needed to hear that from someone. I just needed to hear that was like, you know what, just get your kid fed and it's going to be okay. It'll be okay. All kids, you know, like, well, not all kids, but it's going to be all right. Like no one, there's no, it's all going to be okay. And that's all I needed to hear in that moment. And, and that was just like so profound to me and it still sticks in my head. And another thing that someone said to me once that stuck in my head and that I just needed to hear. And again, this was, you know, a mom friend that had, you know, like a one-year-old and I was just talking about how I was just feeling like overwhelmed and I was having a hard time. Like my husband had gone back to work and I was just kind of struggling just with a lot. And, and for me, a big struggle I had was feeling like I was really letting my business lapse um, because that was a really important part. I mean, it is still an important part of me and, and my life and everything. Um, and they were like, Kelly, right now you have two jobs. Keep yourself alive and keep the baby alive. If you are doing those two things, you are crushing it right now. And I also needed to hear that, that it was like, you're right. That's, that is my focus. Like, I just need to do those things. If I'm doing those things, I'm doing a great job. And, and for me, that's what I needed to hear. And I knew the right people just to reach out and say, hey, like, I'm having a hard time. Like, help or I just you know I just need some support whatever it is do not be afraid to ask for help ask those mom friends that are amazing join the mom groups you know if you like truly if you don't have anyone else that you know that just had a baby like please send me an email send me a dm like I personally would be happy if you are in that moment where you're just like I just need some support like please reach out to me there's something about like having just gone through it that like you understand just like what that's like and and you will then do like anything else for like a new mom because you were just in it um and then also with that like don't be afraid to ask for professional help either I definitely struggled with and am still working through like some postpartum depression like I was tired all the time I was unmotivated like I didn't really I didn't have an appetite I was crying a lot and it wasn't just like the normal baby blues or like hormonal crying and so for me, what was really helpful was I started talking about it a lot. So I started telling my husband, like, you know, I, I just want to put this on the radar. Like, I'm starting to notice some of these changes in me. Um, you know, I, I want to keep an eye on them, but like, can you kind of help me keep an eye on them too? Um, and then I checked in like often because it's also important to remember that things like postpartum depression or anxiety, they don't just affect the mother. Um, they can affect, you know, any parent. Um, and so, you know, I was checking in with him too. And, you know, I, I asked people to kind of be my accountability partner. And, you know, I was saying, hey, like, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of struggling with this and I want to find a therapist, um, but I'm having a really hard time with motivation. Like, can you help keep me accountable? Like by the end of this week, I'm going to have, you know, set up an appointment with someone. And for me, 
I found that like talking about it and being open and talking about it like often and asking people just to like help me was really, really, really great. And I also think it's important, like I have no problem talking about this here on this podcast because it's so normal. It affects so many women. And for me, the like secret, like I never felt like I got to a point where I couldn't take care of myself or I couldn't take care of my baby or it was like, you know, like a like an issue or like, you know, dangerous in any way. And it's because like it was something that I, I talked about, you know, even when I was pregnant, just being like trying to keep it on the radar, you know, educating myself on like the warning signs of this, educating on those people like around me of the different signs of postpartum depression, and then just like checking in often, asking people to check in on me and kind of creating that support system and just speaking openly about it. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. And like, don't be afraid to ask for professional help. And for me, like therapy, I think is just great and amazing. It really helped me during pregnancy. It's helping me now in this postpartum time. Um, and you know, I I found it to be really really helpful. So don't be afraid. Even though it feels like you like the last thing you have time for is to take like an hour a week to talk to a therapist. Like it really really does help. And I'm going to in the show notes. I'm going to put some links, um, including links to like some online therapy um, that you can do, and like some texts. Like um, there is this company called BetterHelp that sponsors like my main feed podcast, but um, they do like where you can like text your therapist and things. Um, And so I'm going to put some resources in the show notes as well if you are listening to this and you feel like maybe you're suffering from some postpartum depression as well. And so I, I, you know, took action on this as soon as I could and I wanted to kind of be proactive um, before it got in the way of me being able to take care of myself or my baby or even my dog. Um, And yeah, so please don't be afraid to ask for help, um, any kind of help. And um, let's see. So then my next point, uh, and see, it's so funny because when I started writing notes for this, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know if, like, maybe it'll be a short episode. I don't know if I have that much to talk about. And then I started, like, really reflecting on this and, like, it's just, like, the floodgates open. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there is, there's so much that, like, just in a few months I feel like I've, you know, been reflecting on and that I, you know, if I could go back, I would have told myself. Um, another thing is try as best as you can to soak in the good and know that the not so good will pass. So like those really special moments, like for me doing skin to skin with my little baby, like we didn't just do it in the hospital. Like I did it every day for like as long as I could. It was just a special like little time where he would take like this little nap on my chest and we do skin to skin. And it like, I just loved it so much. Like and I mean, I was crying all the time, but these would be like good tears where it just felt so good and so special and having that like bonding time. And this is something that like, oh, if I could go back, I'd be like, but do even more. Like, it's so good and it's so great and it's so special. And like before you know it, like now he's so big and like squirmy. I can't even like, you know, get him to hold still for like a second, let alone take like a skin to skin like nap on my chest for like an hour a day. Um But, like, those little special moments, like, I really tried to be present for them. And I'm so grateful now because it's, like, they're just really special, like, little moments in my heart. Um, And so really just trying to soak up, like, the good and those little, like, precious times. And, like, not every moment with a baby is, like, that precious. Um, And, you know, just know that, like, though there will be times where you feel overwhelmed. There will be times where you will feel exhausted. There will be times where, like, that will bring you to tears and you just will feel like overwhelmed. You just, 
you'll just feel like it's just all too much and like know that those times too that that they will pass and that they're temporary like motherhood is such a roller coaster and you just have to do your best to ride it out and so enjoy the highs but also know that when you're at the lows like another high is coming and you know just and it's so crazy because it's like you can literally in the same like moment go from like feeling so overwhelmed and crying and like not knowing if you can do it anymore to then like 30 seconds later like your baby will just do something that's like so sweet and so precious like your heart is gonna like explode into like a million love pieces um and it's just you know it's it really is just like a roller coaster and it's just all the things and all the feelings and you know it's amazing and exhausting and hard and sometimes effortless and special and magical and you know just sometimes disgusting and all sorts of stuff and like it's just you know just do the best that you can and soak in the good and know that the bad won't last forever ask for help ask for support it is not weakness at all this does not make you a bad mom um and it's not because you aren't capable like you are so strong and you're a great mom and you're capable but being a mom is just really really freaking hard and giving birth and like the postpartum, like, it's all just really, really hard, and no one can do it alone. Um, but, you know, just try to soak in those good moments and just try to remember that, you know, the, the, the really tough parts, those are temporary too. So my next thing I would have told myself, I would have said, Kelly – boundaries are a girl's best friend and this is one that I almost share more for like all of you I felt like I did an okay job with this um uh, unfortunately I guess COVID kind of created a lot of boundaries for us like it wasn't even an option um but I'm really grateful that I did kind of set these boundaries so again I can only speak from my own experience and I don't know if it's because like James was the first baby you know in in the family on both sides so it's like in the forefront of my mind um but boundaries are really important and and I'm not just talking about boundaries around like family well I'll dive into it so you know you and your partner if you have one or your spouse or you know your co-parent whatever it is like you I I highly recommend like talking about boundaries and also expectations like early on and often so even before you have the baby of like how often do we want family to visit or what do we want those visits to look like or do we want people to come see us in the hospital or you know what are my expectations like for you as a co-parent and what expectations do you have for me as a co-parent like talking about these things early and often can be so helpful so then all of a sudden you're not like have this new baby and like they're crying and you haven't slept in days and then you have this like huge argument over you know like uh, you know who whatever like who forgot to pick up more coffee or whatever it is um so just talking about it like early on early and often and um you know you guys can talk about this and you can choose like what you want to do and know that family is always there to help and you know please do not hesitate to reach out and ask for help and to ask for support but also don't feel pressured or let yourself be a doormat like if you're getting bombarded with visitors or like people are offering to help a little bit too much like it's okay to say yes and it's also okay to say no and if you feel like you know you want help like please ask for help but if you also feel like you're just kind of getting like bombarded and like that help is just adding more to your plate like it's okay to say no and remember that you can like 
build boundaries around other things too. It's not just like visitors and things, um, but you can also like build boundaries about like what you want to talk about in terms of your body or in terms of what you want to share around your birth story. And if you don't want to share those things, you don't have to. Like you can disengage if someone, you know, wants to ask you questions about your birth or your body and you're just like, you know, I don't really want to go there. You don't have to. You don't have to share your birth story. You don't have to talk about breastfeeding. You don't have to breastfeed in public. At the same time, you can breastfeed in public. Like, you can talk about breastfeeding if you want. You can, like, you can do whatever feels right to you. Like, your body, what you're going through right now is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. But you absolutely can decide like what boundaries you want to set in terms of, you know, how much you share or what you do or do not like do with your body or when you do it again. Or, you know, even if your OB says, yeah, it's okay to exercise, but you're like, you know, I'm really just not comfortable doing that yet. Like respect that and set that boundary or or whatever it is. Like you get to decide what is right and you have to kind of advocate for yourself and set boundaries with with people around you. Set boundaries, you know, even for yourself. You can say, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm taking at least 15 minutes every day, like, to myself to just, like, care for me or whatever it is, right? Boundaries will be your best friend. And even if it's family, even if it's friends, whatever it is, it is okay to say no if that's what you need. So just just remember that because I know that's something I struggled with. Um, and a lot of people have, you know, a lot of women I've talked to, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, and like we actually decided not to have, well, we didn't decide to not have visitors in the hospital. We weren't allowed visitors in the hospital because this was like I gave birth at like peak COVID. Um, but so we weren't allowed any visitors. We were just lucky enough to like that my husband could be there when I delivered. Um, but it was so like we really enjoyed just having that time those first like few days to just have it be like the three of us in the hospital, like getting to know each other, like getting acquainted. And honestly, like going forward, we we probably won't have people visit us in the hospital if we do decide to have more children because we really just enjoyed like that special time. And we took the first like two weeks as well at home um, without any visitors doing that same thing, just like bonding and like getting to know one another and kind of like feeling like we were getting our feet on solid ground. And it was honestly like just a really, really like special magical time. And it's probably something that like we will continue to do. And that's not to say, you know, I also have a friend that just had a baby and she was like, I don't know how you ever did that, Kelly. Like that sounds horrible to me. Like I wanted people to come and be there helping like immediately when I got home from the hospital. And like that's really great too. And these are the things that you can discuss early and that you can communicate early and figure out kind of like these expectations and these boundaries um, and, you know, start thinking about them now and then communicating them now. Uh, and I found that to be really, really, you know, just really helpful. Um, so my last thought, which, oh, I've just, I don't know, I've just shared so much. Um, <laughs> but my last thought is, um, you know, finally, and this is something if I could go back and tell myself or just tell like every new mom on the planet is that you are the best mom for this baby. Like, period. No questions asked. No one could do a better job than you. You created this life. You birthed this baby. You made, you know, it's made from you and it's loved unconditionally by you. Like you have the absolute like best interest of this baby in your mind. Like there is absolutely no better mother for this baby than you out there period 
not a single person. That bond, that love, that connection that you have with your baby is something that the two of you will only ever know. Like you grew that life. You spent that time together throughout your pregnancy. Like it's it's really an incredible and amazing bond. And there is absolutely no better mom for that baby. And you are nothing short of incredible and magical and you've got this. You can do it. That's not to say that it won't be hard, that it won't be overwhelming, that it won't be frustrating, there won't be a learning curve. But there's absolutely no one else on this planet that would be a better mom or love this baby more or care more about them than you. And just remember that. Remember that. Love your baby unconditionally. Love yourself unconditionally. And that you were just destined to be this baby's mom and that that means something and that no one no one no one could do it better than you so that's my final thought I'm going to leave you with that hopefully you found some of this helpful Um, like I said I'm going to put some postpartum depression resources in the show notes um, as well as links like online counselors and things like that and please if you are struggling I really mean it send me an email info at yoga send me a dm on instagram at yoga for you online you are not alone. Don't ever, ever feel alone. Even if you don't know anyone else that has recently had a baby, you know me, send me a message and I will make sure I get back to you as quickly as possible. And if you are currently pregnant, try your best to enjoy this time. I know, especially at the end, you're just like, oh my gosh. Um, And I wish you the absolute best of luck in your birth. And if you are a brand new mom listening to this, like you are just, you are amazing and you can do this. And just enjoy those sweet moments, soak it all in, and also like just be kind to yourself. This is, at least for me, those first few months was probably one of the just toughest times of my life, but also one of the most beautiful times of my life. And it was just all the things and, you know, people are there for you. And, and I hope that, you know, that you're doing all right. So I'm going to leave you with that. There are a few more meditations um, coming up in the next few months. So a few things that I'm creating. And then a little bit later um, in this month, we have a guest meditation coming up that I think you will really enjoy. So I hope that, that you are well, and I'm sending you a great big, huge hug.